Golight presents Murder Most Irish. nail people today to get my nails book my nails on Friday yes and uh, she was like what you done I told her and I gave her I gave her my phone number and she went Emma and I went yeah and she goes yellow hair Aww. and I went yeah I don't know which person it was I have no idea who answered the phone and was, I was like yeah was please. it an Asian woman yeah it was either only Irene or Jenny but whoever it was they were lovely I don't which, think it was Jenny because Jenny has quite, it must be Irene Jenny's got like a thick Dublin accent sometimes. Irene has very good English she's lovely and an Asian <coughs> accent. Um, she's very, very nice. I like her doing my nails. I always hope that I get her. But I like the guy now as well. The guy that did my nails. I think he's the guy that did your nails. He's an older man. Yes, he's good. Yeah, I really like him too. He's good too. Um, um but they're very I nice in like there. I must a really say. good tip because I like honestly, those people work so many. So days. it is insane. It is. They don't get five minutes. And like, I don't get lunch. They must be exhausted. Yeah. Like. And that's the thing, even the time that the last time I went to get my nails done, I said to her, cause she, I said to her, how are you? And she was like, long day. And it was when I got the smiley faces and I said to her, we don't have to do this. Just put the top. And she was like, no, 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 it's fine. But I was like, it is seven o'clock at night. We do not have to do this. Yeah. Like, so I do give them the option because it's fucking, man, it's hard What uh, What time's your appointment at? Six. Six? On Friday, yeah. Okay. 6 p.m. because it's the only time that I can get, so... That's it. I was literally went on Thursday. They opened at half seven. I was putting no, on they my. They opened at half um, seven every night. Yeah, but I have my therapy's moved to Thursday this week, so. Oh. Um, I was putting on my croc, and I went. <laughs> and my name, my name went. <laughs> Does it? Did it hurt? No, not at all. They're on the way. They. This is like they've been on long enough now. They need yeah, to come this off. one. This one is like. There's one of them that every time I look at it, I'm like, that this thing is hanging on by a thread. Yeah, they're all coming off. It's because I've had them on for. Three, three weeks now. Yeah, it'll be it'll be three on. weeks on Friday. That I've okay. Yeah, so I need to get them taken off. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast that we do about death. Yay! <laughs> what is this, 98? 98 FM. Oh, fuck, man, 98. <laughs> we're nearly there. We're nearly, we're nearly at, 100. at 100. Listen, we're trying to do a live episode mm, for, for the, the 100th episode. episode. Um, so Colin said what we're going to do is we're going to probably have to pre-record because we can't do it. Like, our internet is garbage you have to have really, really, really good, good stable like our internet. Upload, our upload is not good enough. So I think we're going to pre-record. Listen, we're going to pre-record and then we're going to put it on YouTube and we're going to put a little link, a donation link in there for anybody that wants to donate. We're going to have, uh, I believe, two charities that we're going to work with and give money to. Uh, listen, you don't have to give money. You like, can watch. Asking people for money at times like this is incredibly difficult. Also, I just want to say, if anybody, because like I do put up GoFundMe links for people on Instagram, and then after I do it, I hope people don't think that I'm putting it up and not donating. I donate to every single link that I put up just to let people know, because I know there are people that put up links. Really? And then I donate to every link I put I up. I would not put a link up unless I'm I donating. Oh, people because, do. Because like that's really. It's uh, kind of like you give money. Hypocritical. You give money. Yeah, you I'm give not giving, money. but you give money. No, so I just want to let you know that if, if it you me doing that is not trying to guilt trip anybody or anything like that it's just that there's people I always felt very guilt tripped <laughs> but the people that are that would feel like you know it's too much but I just have people coming to me going hey would you mind maybe popping this up just give a little bit of traction because this situation and it's usually stuff like hey someone's dying 
can you help? Yeah. Like it's never petty things. But yes, so we're going to try and do that for the 100th episode. We're we're hopeful. We're very hopeful that everything will be gonna, okay. And then we're going to do, while it's up, we're going to do a live stream. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's what Colin says we're uh, going to do. I think so, yeah. That's what we're going to try do. We're going to try do. We're going to try our best, lads. Please bear with us. <laughs> uh, I was thinking we could get a Twitch account. Colin was saying that, but like who, who has Twitch? Do you have to pay to have Twitch? I think so. I'm like, okay. who has Twitch? I don't think our Men. audience are Twitch people. Well, I would, I would, the only way I would download Twitch is, would be to play games. Like Flavio had Twitch. Yeah. But that's because he's like a massive gamer. But other than that, I don't really understand. Mm. I don't really think anybody would have Twitch. But I know people have. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking because that's like what it does, right? It's that's like, it. Yeah. You, like, you stream. Because I know Limmy does it, right? Limmy has a Twitch yeah, channel. Yeah, it's hilarious. He's got. He was like, someone asked him today. She's doing stairs. She's doing She's stairs. Doing stairs. Um, but yeah so we're going to try our best lads uh, bear with us um, we think Redbubble is going to be working this week and I've been working on new merch so we're going to have new merch and we'll have our old merch back and then probably some other new merch yeah we're going to um, try our best it's just that fucking I've given up on Teespring they're ignoring me so there's no point I've tried everything I tried to call them and then they were like this number isn't it so I was like okay this is not. Um, I've emailed I've used the live chat I've tried everything Redbubble's apparently very good and I've bought stuff off Redbubble yeah I've bought I stuff off Redbubble really, like, fast and... yeah so we're going to try our best and bear with us bear with us uh, we're trying our best lads come on now yeah we're trying our best. we're just trying our best oh, we've had a very difficult week we've had a shake week it's only Monday it's only Monday I went into work this morning and I said if anyone looks at me are you messaged me I didn't morning say and I said this bitch is going to kill morning. somebody I didn't say good morning kiss me arse nothing I was like a fucking bitch and like I did I said wait a second morning I was like good morning but I was like and even Shane was like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine please don't ask me if I'm okay I'm yeah cry. leave me alone <laughs> but then throughout the day I was like <sighs> I went uh, to the doctors and then on the way from the doctors to the car I didn't look at a single person yeah I just kept my head down and I was like and that's very unlike me I think Flavio's not feeling the best either. I think maybe something, there's just something like, I don't know what it is. Like, he's the same. He's kind You're of just like. You're the common denominator. Oh, Are you the problem? Am I the problem? Are you the problem? Am I the drama? <laughs> it's me. I'm the drama. Um, but yeah, like, I think, I don't know, maybe it's the fucking uh, time of year or some shit. I don't know. Like, everybody seems to be. My, my sister was telling me my mum's like a bitch as well. So I think maybe it's just. I don't know. Everyone would be messaged saying Mercury's in retrograde. Is it in retrograde? Yeah, yeah, yeah fucking knew it it's my time to shine I'm the one time that I'm like is Mercury in retrograde and it is yeah it is usually it's not um, no it is usually in retrograde like, just being Mercury a is in retrograde doing that's the whole what's wrong thing. Mercury's um, in retrograde lads but I not to bring the mood down <laughs> <laughs> that's all we do um, but I genuinely think like I feel like it's like because this like last week I had to listen to Biden being like the pandemic's over it's not over. and I was like do you know what if it is over why is everybody not... Well, it's not over. It's not over. It's not it's over. Not over. I, yeah. yeah. I think every, everything is just getting to everybody at this point. And my job... Yeah, I know. ...is trying to kill yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. people need to stop. Yeah. And, like, it's only... Really gonna, the worst thing about it is it's, like, only coming into October and that's only going to get fucking worse for you. Do you know what I mean? It's a load of shite, lads. I just give up. Everybody, everybody, stop. Let's all quit. Yes, a collective Let's quitting. All quit. Everybody's listening to this podcast right now. I'm going to do what Beyonce said. Just quit your job. Yeah, even though she's a billionaire. Even she's a billionaire and as a billionaire, you husband. won't break my soul. Quit your job. The only reason I'm staying at my job, even though I've been signed off by the doctor, the only reason I'm going to go back to work is to get tickets for Beyonce. <laughs> 
Has she released tour dates yet? No, but she said like there's a stadium tour coming for next year. Oh, God, so she God, will God, release God. tour dates, and we are going. It's coming. Yes, it's on the way. I was thinking maybe we go to Edinburgh. Sure. Um, you think she'll play Edinburgh? Maybe yeah. Glasgow. Usually well, they play Glasgow. Glasgow, they, Edinburgh. Yeah. So um, we go to we body Scotland anyway. Don't even me. New offer and an ad you're watching. I know what that is. Those Orla Kylie shoes that I want that I'm not getting. Oh. I don't need them. Okay. I've no money. I'm poor. This girl is other girls buying them now and I'm glad because I don't need them because I have that pair and I never wear them. Oh, okay. So. Which pair? Oh, bag. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've worn them a total of twice. So, I don't need them. Um, I've decided I hate all my clothes. I hate my hair. Your hair? Uh, I hate my hair. My hair is driving me insane. I just want to cut it all off. Um, I hate everything. I'll cut it for you. I'm in a I hate everything mood. I'm going to go to that girl, Keelan's friend, Catherine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go to her maybe next week or something. The bangers are out, lads. Fucking fireworks, man! Are fireworks everywhere. It's official. And if that helicopter doesn't fuck off from around my window at oh, eleven o'clock at night, anytime soon. Everyone. I told you the guards. Did I tell, say on the podcast? The guards. On the drive. Oh, on the oh, you can't. I can't tell you so. It's on the drive. Of course you can. How how dare they? They're not paying for this content. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Just to be, I um, did not here, say that. I forgot to tell you on the Patreon, so I will tell you. The guards knocked up my door because there was an incident in Ballyfermot like all this? over Did the news. Like that's how they knocked on my door that time. And I was like, I went. That's the guards. My mother knows a guards knock. She's like, that's guards. They go. Yeah, I don't. I didn't pay attention. She rang yeah. the doorbell, um, and I could see her through the window. And anyway, so it was oh, like, she was right shop. there. Yeah. I was watching telly. I looked up there. She was. I was like, oh, it's guard. Um, anyway, there was an incident in Ballyfermot on Monday of last week. I believe it was a Monday. Yes, it was. Monday of last week, there was two female guards rammed by a bunch of fucking yobs. No other way. Like a mob mentality. And then they robbed like four cars and then just continuously rammed guards. Then the guards couldn't get back up because there was no other guards in the area. And then finally they did get back up. And when they got back up, it just became like a riot. And it was all over the news and it was on RT News. And there was, like my mom said the school the next day was like besieged with journalists. Yeah. Nikki, like Lenny walking in school. The school? Yeah, because it was right beside school. Oh, yeah. And um, they were like, oh, how do you feel about living in the area and all this kind of fucking clickbait nonsense? Anyway. The guards Not great. Not great. Yeah. The guards <laughs> obviously then are looking for like CCTV footage and video footage. And I have a ring doorbell. Now, nothing happened to my estate, but they said that one of the cars came from my estate. So they were seen. So I was like, yeah, come in. The guard said that. Oh, I don't know if it was not thing or it's just the way she said it. But she was like, um, how do you feel about everything that happened? And the other guard was just quiet. Just a male guard. And he was just with her. And I was like, I was like, it, I was like what I feel, I feel terrible about it because it's like, I was like, don't get me wrong. I was like, there's a lot of people. There's a hundred so people in that video. I was like, but that doesn't represent the like, I don't know how many people live in Ballyfermot. Yeah. So it's like quite 15. a lot of people 15,000, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, a considerable community that like is being represented by like these people that everybody's just terrified. I was like, I've lived, I lived, I said, I've lived here forever. And she was like, what? And I was like, I've lived in this house for like 15, 16 years. I'm from Ballyfermot. And she went to me. God, you did well to get rid of the accent. What? You don't sound like you're from here. And I was like, yeah, we don't all sound like scumbags on the telly. Oh God, that's so backwards. 
and she was she just kind of looked at me and she's like oh yeah you just and I was like my husband's from here too yeah but he sounds like he's from Bollywood like <laughs> Graham sounds like, like he's from Bollywood there, there are definitely moments where I'm 100% oh you like do yeah when you do it's the same like, thing wanna... with... Same thing with Gar. I used to say Gar didn't sound like he was from Ballyfermot unless he was with his brother. And yeah. then I was like, this is a whole like, other a person. What a thing to say. Yeah, I think they obviously haven't. Here's the thing. The people that they interact with are not you. Yeah. That's so their their idea of what's in Ballyfermot is not you. It's that other shit. So obviously they hear what they hear because that's what they're dealing with. But they're not dealing with people like you who are just going to work and doing your job and not stealing cars. No, and just living. And just living. Do you know what I mean? But I do think it's sad though because like, as you said, there was about 100 people in that video and then all of a sudden, once again, it's like, everyone in Bali Permit's a fucking scumbag. And it's like, that's not true. Yeah, and then, um, so yesterday, this morning in the news, there was like video footage of an abandoned premises in Dublin City Centre where like, 80 guards went in to remove Jesus yeah, I saw that like people who are homeless that's what they went in to remove clearly that's that's what's living that's there. what they're fucking there for yeah uh, people who are shielding from shelter and homeless and living in an abandoned building and last week there was two female guards I still can't get married around that rammed and they couldn't get any other guard you sent in because of budget cuts <clears throat> but yet a private business could get 80 Garda yep. with like full equipment, mm-hmm. vans. Uh, they all had riot gear on mm-hmm. to remove homeless people yeah. on the eve of the budget. Yeah. And I just thought like... It's insane. The fact that they... There was only... Like I still... When I saw that video because Gar sent it to me, I was like, why is there only two guards? Where the fuck are the rest of the guards? Yeah, and they couldn't get back up. Why isn't anybody helping them? Yeah. Like um, where, where the fuck are the... Like I just couldn't get my head around it. Yeah, and the guard that came to my door had a gun. Was she detective? Like, well, she was plain clothes guard, but she yeah. had a gun. Yeah, she's detective sergeant. I yeah. think some of them do carry the clothes carry like or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah. good old Ballier. <laughs> the other thing that I heard about uh, over the weekend, someone was telling me a story about a. So they were telling me a story because they were looking for advice. And they were telling me a story about a. So they're the. They're a mother, and their son has had previous interactions with like the criminal world, mm-hmm. and has been in court and had gone to prison and came out and like got their life back and had a full-time permanent job that they've secured and kept going and very recently on the back of like what they went to prison for they had to go back up for like a second thing but it was like related to the older charge right it wasn't like new Mm -hmm. criminal activity um and got a suspended sentence because the judge was like clearly you've like turned your life around turned your shit around yeah and they told me that this male guard keeps coming to their house in a guard car and saying, I'm looking for your son. What? And then is like showing the mother like his uh, handcuffs being like, if he, if he doesn't deal with me or he won't help me, um, he'll be leaving this house in handcuffs. And I was like, what? 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 So apparently this guard is looking for help getting somebody else. No, that's not fair. No, 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 no. No, I was like, that's actually against guard protocol. No, no, a guard no, 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 cannot no. come to your house without another guard. <clears throat> they can't coerce you into doing something and you don't And I was do like, either. also, I was because they were like, when they come back, I'm going to take their badge. Because this person is petrified. Oh, they haven't taken and their badge And their son yet. is petrified. So their take son the is like cycling the long way to work, coming home at different hours, taking different routes home because he's terrified of this guard arresting him for nothing. Okay, we'll take his badge, definitely. Um, 
And I was like, yeah, get his badge. I was like, but in the meantime, go to the Garda station. Yeah. Bring and it. ask for a reference of like the times he's come to your house. And even uh, what I would do is if I saw him outside, I would ring the guards straight away and yeah. be like, listen, there is, I am being harassed by a member of your um, staff. You need to come down here. And I was like, that, and That's they were like, awful. what? And I was like, ring the guard. I was like, it has to go into the book. So was he like trying to get this kid to help him get somebody? He's like trying to get to... this kid to rat. Okay, no. Which like a is, is comes with like, it, from uh, someone who grew up with like, family members who were in criminal acti- involved in criminal activity like when they get arrested the most fearful thing that happens isn't that they've been arrested is that people knock on your door with guns and say yeah, is, like, he go- is, is he going to say anything yeah. like where is he what's he doing I swear to god I'll say this and I'm so it's such a fucking entitled thing to say I thank the lord Jesus Christ every day that I grew up where I grew up because honestly but just people where you live, Emma, that have I know, but stories. like in this level of criminality does not exist in my village, Sarah. Like I'm not waking up every day to people, guards knocking on doors with oh, yeah, guns. Yeah. Like that shit doesn't yeah, yeah. happen. So we were so fucking sheltered from this yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, and when you tell me stories about Bali Firm, but I'm like, mother of God, how did anybody raise children with this shit going on? Yeah, like, it must that have woman been was terrifying. telling me the story and, I, and looking for my help, and I was like. I, I was like, I'll come to the police station with you. I was like, that's absolutely yeah, unlawful. Just get unlawful. his badge and go to the police um, station. I was like, like I, I was like, you can raise a complaint <laughs> with the ombudsman. I was like, but the first thing I do is, one, when, when he comes back, get his badge. But secondly, I go to the police station yeah. now and be like, can you give me a reference? Help me. Because yeah. because he's going to investigate something, he should be putting it through a pulse system. Also, he should have somebody else with him. It's absolute protocol that like, you have another guard with you. what the fuck is going on? Like, he's this is like looking to a intimidate. personal yeah, vendetta or something. Clearly looking to intimidate the individual. That's horrible. Yeah, get, get the badge, go to the guards and be like, hello, one of your shitty team members is trying to scare me and my yeah, son. Yeah, that's really shitty. That's awful. Those poor... Oh man, and the guards are quite scary as it is. Do you know what I mean? Whenever they I up, shat like, my yeah. pants, you're like, what's, "What the fuck?" She was like, uh, like, "Tell me something about your ring doorbell," and I was like, "I have the receipt." <laughs> <laughs> like, I bought it all on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> like, but that is the thing; is the immediate thing is where you're like, oh, "What yeah. the fuck did I do?" What did but I yeah, do? I hope she goes to the yeah, guards. No, she I re- will. Do you think she will? Well, I'd be bringing her. Yeah, just make her go. I'm like, fucking down there, racing <laughs> Because that's... I'm bringing it back to the people. Did she? Did, she didn't write down the times. No, she got so afraid. She's I get right, that. Terrified I get that. I get that. Completely intimidated, and it yeah. doesn't want. Like the other thing is like a guard. If you're in Ballyferma, or if you're in an area where not even in the, if you're if you're if you think someone is watching your house because your son or your kid or whatever did something. Yeah, a guard showing up in a guard a car that's fully marked. Of course, like terrifying. You're immediately, you're like, oh, shit's going to go down. Like, But also, like, who's watching? Yeah. Who's then coming to be like... So it, it is a thing where it's like a form of intimidation. And that is definitely what this guard's doing. But yeah, I just thought it was like two odd interactions with guards. The other guard said, not a thing on my house. Really just quiet. He was quiet. He was interested in the dogs. That was it? Yeah, not a thing did he say. He didn't give a shit. He was just like, I have to go. Yeah. She was a big motherfucker as well. She's making me go here now. She's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, I do hope that lady goes to the station. Yeah, and I station. hope that, like, listen, apparently there's been, like, 12 people arrested on the basis of what happened in Ballyferma. And apparently there's been, like, phones um, collected to have evidence and video footage and all the rest. Because fucking scumbags are idiots. What are you doing? <laughs> They're all over TikTok. I'm <laughs> putting it on Twitter and TikTok and fucking all but the rest. But their faces out. Um, you didn't even try and hide what you were doing. Like, but it goes to show the level of 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 
idiocy in it and the fact that they they're not these hardened fucking criminals with like you know we know what we're doing they don't yeah but that's even more They're terrifying because some like, of these kids have access to guns and some of these and because they don't have the like forethought to actually be a good criminal yeah like it's kind of like all over the place it's all over the place and they're yeah. erratic and they're on drugs and they're doing all sorts and they're not sleeping properly and they're like they also have no they do not have foresight because they haven't developed yeah. it like the kids they don't understand what um, their brain is not fully no, developed in any so capacity like, like that thing of like they're making decisions off the basis of being fucking morons and it's all that like peer pressure stuff as well well that's it it's all toxic masculinity <clears throat> it's all like you've got to behave like this if you want to um, blah, like, blah 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 I was out the other day with my mum and dad and Laurie and Lily yeah. and we were in like a McDonald's and it wasn't our Bally Farm we were outside of Bally Farm but there was like we sat upstairs <sighs> in, Bally, in this McDonald's and there was this like kid this little boy with his dad and his dad was with like his friend mm-hmm. and they were like tussling like punching but it was such a like I was just like do you understand that you're teaching that like five year old that like this is like how you interact how you interact with other men yeah like it's all they know like it's so fucked it's so fucked like like, whereas like Laurie was in the corner and I bought her skipping rope and I was like stop trying to skip it that's getting rope in my funnel (laughs) um but it is that thing where it's like you have to behave like a man or whatever a man and means. Like, you know no, what I mean? Do you remember that time we were on the bus and all the lads were going to, at the back of the bus? <laughs> Me, you, Colin and Craig and they were all going to the horse market in Smithfield. Yes. And they all had their kids with them and they were all yeah. smoking weed yeah. and it was like this thing of like just watching children be indoctrinated into, into this, this way of mindset, life. Yeah. Um, and it's all, I know I said it in the, la- in the Patreon but it's all wrapped up in this fucking fragile... Like, to be so fragile in your masculinity. Like, I was listening to... Who was I listening to a while ago? There was somebody on a podcast, I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was a guy, and he was saying that when he was growing up, he grew up in London, East London, and he said you did. he never laughed, he never joked, he never enjoyed things, he never... He was like, I don't remember, he was like in my teenage years, sitting down and laughing. He was like, and feeling like an emotion other than anger or fear or I have to put up this persona because he was in a gang. So he's like, so many young men grow up like this and they don't, they don't have that emotion. They don't, and then they don't know how to express anything. Mm. But when he was like, he just said, I never laughed. I didn't laugh. It's like, I didn't have fun. I didn't sing. He said he never sang out loud. I was like, fuck, man. He was like, because anything like that was a sign of weakness. Mm. You had to be like the hard man and the big... And that is... That happens. Yeah. You see so many men who grow up without being able to show that and then they just turn into these angry, violent people. People, yeah. fucked, man. Men, sort your fucking shit out. I'm tired of this. Anyway. Pack of bastards. Um, I don't have any housekeeping. Housekeeping. Other than the Patreon this week is Murder Must Irish Drive and Craig's World, and it's going up. I, oh, and Colin's doing a vlog. Oh yeah, on the podcast. Awards. I think it's going up today. He did a vlog. He said it is going up. Yeah, today. so it's going to be a vlog in the podcast awards, and then the drive and stuff will be up this week as well. So that's the only housekeeping I have. I don't have any other housekeeping. I don't think I, nothing happened. Nothing has happened. No. Thanks to all the new people that joined our Patreon. Yes, and thank you to everybody who... We've got a lot, actually a lot of new followers on Instagram and stuff, so thank you so much. Thank you so much. We've got loads of new followers on Twitter yeah. as well. So thanks. Um, and thanks Mills. to everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. We appreciate it, lads. Oh, I'm tired, Sarah. Oh.
I come over here. I'm no, I'm sorry. And I have to drag my sorry ass out I was of my house. so busy in work today. I was just like, oh. Do you want to know what I did today? What? Because uh, I was sad. What? I went to the cinema. What you see? Don't worry, darling. Is it good? No? I yes? don't. I don't know. You don't know how you feel, feel about, about it? I don't know. Like, I'm kind of glad we didn't go see it. Why? Because I don't think it is what we thought it would be. Okay. Which is not a bad thing. Okay. Like, where it ends up, you would never guess. Okay. Uh, to a degree. Okay. Uh, Should but- I watch it? Yeah, it's an interesting, it's interesting commentary. I just look at that fucker's face for two hours. Yeah, he's, and he's so, I tell you what, there's some terrible acting from Olivia Wilde in it. Really? Oh my God, there's some terrible acting from Olivia I Wilde. I cannot and tell you where I've Nick seen Nick Kroll. Yeah, I don't know what Nick Kroll's doing. Nick Kroll is in it and I'm like, this motherfucker cannot act. Daddy, he can do nothing. Daddy gave some money to someone and got him the role. Honestly, yeah. he can do nothing other than being Nick Kroll. Um, Nick Kroll in that movie? I have no idea. I do think that girl Gemma Chan is beautiful. You know the the Asian. Oh girl? my god, she is she stunning. Is. Like stunning, and she can act, and she's amazing. Yeah, she's a great actress. And Chris uh, Pine is really and good. And Florence Pugh is amazing. Florence Pugh is really good. Um, okay, okay, I have to watch it there. Yeah, you can probably download it. Yeah, I'm, not I'm going sure to it's it. somewhere. I ain't paying him money that motherfucker. Um, I just want to see it because I was sad. Sorry to Harry Styles fans. There was there was a ton of Harry Styles. There was like six to eight. Like girls that were just there to see Harry Styles. Colin calls him Gary Style now. And it Gary Style. Sorry yeah. to Gary Style. <laughs> Sorry to Gary Style. And um, <laughs> um, yeah, where it ended up, yeah, I genuinely didn't see coming, which is good. Okay, okay. Do you know what? I'm gonna watch it because I love, I love Flo Flo. I love her. I give it a six and a half out of ten. Okay. It's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, you're okay in school. You're yeah. Not, you're, you're getting through it. Yeah. Maybe you might get a B at some point. Maybe. I'm just writing down <laughs> the name of this episode. What are we calling it? Sorry to Gary Style. Because <laughs> I don't remember it, I know. Um, but yeah, you know what? I'm going to download it. Okay. And then we can talk about it. I do really want to see the movie with Saoirse Ronan and uh, Sam Rockwell. Oh, what's that called? See how they run? I fucking, it looks I hilarious. I think Sophie went to see that. Did he say it was good? I, he didn't say I'll ask him. He's going to see Book of Mormon tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, because with people from work, they got, he got, got a ticket. So mad the theatre is like right, like five minutes from his house. And the last time I was over there, uh, we were we were coming back from something and it was the theatre was emptying. Fuck me the amount of people that are going to see that play and it's sold out every single night. It's sold out constantly. And he said to me, I've no interest in going to see that. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm like no interest. He was like, I don't like musicals regardless if they're ironic. It's not my thing, blah, blah, blah. He texted me the other day, he's like, I'm going to see Book of Mormon. I was like, maybe I want you to see Book of Mormon. I wouldn't have got tickets anyway. But it was like 75 pounds for a shit seat. But remember when we were in New York, you couldn't get tickets. Couldn't get tickets. But yeah, he's going to see that tonight, so. Okay. Shall I do my story? Let's do your story. Okay. Bit of ASMR. Oh, that sounds nice. Does it? Do you know that that man that used to do this? What was that guy? The pedophile, Ralph Harris. The pedophile. But I was on Instagram earlier on, and uh, you know that terrible idiot that came out about Adam Levine, Sumner. Sumner. Yeah, her friend has an Instagram page that I follow called I think IG Famous, and she she works in like cosmetics in plastic right. surgery in yeah. particular and she always talks through like what people have had done and whenever she has procedures she's really honest she shows you like how they heal mm-hmm. and what they look like um but she had she has this thing called like uh tea monday and people like spill the tea and spill they the send tea, in lads. anonymous messages do you know the messages she gets 
about like school girls having sex with famous people in in Las Vegas and not New York. Not shocked at all. Like, and they named. She's like David Schwimmer was having sex with me. I was still in high school. They're I disgusting. used to meet him in CVS, and I had my school bag with They're me. Disgusting. I was like, what? Now I will say this. Allegedly, Nick, Nick Cannon is a crazy person. Nick Cannon is a lunatic. Nick Cannon has about 22 children yes. now and won't stop. But Nick Cannon went on a podcast last week and called out people and was like, we have a problem in this industry. He was like, people will laugh and make fun of me for having kids. He was like, but at least I'm not fucking them. He was like, there are men in this industry that are having sex with children. Oh. And he didn't say any names, but I think the podcast presenter got really uncomfortable because he thought he was going to start saying names. Okay. I was like, say the names. Mm. say them all if you're going to call these men out don't sit there going "Mm -mm." say their fucking names because if they have done this they can't touch you yeah but yeah he was just saying like the amount of people in this industry that are having sex with children this lady names everybody good Um, and then uh, today when I was in cinema um, there was an advert for a new movie that's about Harvey Weinstein oh yeah the one about the journalists yeah, but I thought that story was broken by Ronan Farrow. No, it wasn't broken by Ronan Farrow. I know Ronan Farrow helped to break it. Okay. But I think those other two girls were the ones that got all the confessionals. Yeah, okay. Off people. We should and, go see uh, that. Nick Kroll's dad uh, Nick tried Kroll's to dad stop. Tried to stop and pay off? <laughs> I learned so many things last week. Like, <laughs> I was like, the world is a fucking pile of shite. You can't trust anybody. I learned nothing last week. I was in a miserable place. <laughs> oh, No! But we're out of it now. We're getting, we're getting through. We're pulling through. I farted. Yeah. We're grand. We're, we're not grand, but that. we're trying. We're trying our best. We're trying our best. Hey, Colin, tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, Lily Pops. Hey there, MMI fans. It's me, Colin, and do I have news for you? It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right. Now all of your favorite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI Super Show exclusively for Patreon, featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain, along with Lily's Tales, Maximilian's Bell Bag, and some surprises along the way. But that's not all. Every single week, due to popular demand, we will be bringing you a full-length story, whether it be Miscellaneous Most Irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show, Murder Most international for those cases you guys have been crying out for or even music most awesome where we talk about our favorite albums but wait there's even more how about mmi drive the fan favorite podcast show where emma and sarah jane drive around dublin talking about all sorts of shite plus our monthly ask me our segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two so what are you waiting for come on over to www.patreon.com for forward slash murder most Irish and join in the fun for only six euros a month give my mommy six euro this story is a story uh, so my references are from the irishtimes.com I put all the articles up uh, doc on one which is a podcast what? series by RTE and the name of the podcast is murder at La Mancha and then a website called writing.ie which is basically where people go on and tell their own stories. Ooh. So there's a gentleman called Mike Connolly who told a story about this, whose father was involved. Not in a bad way, his father was a fireman, so he was involved. Um, so I just want to first off say thank you so much to David for sending me this recommendation. There's a lovely chap that follows us. His name is David, and he sent me this podcast and was like, could you heard about this? And I was like, no. Um, it's not talked about. Kind of stricken from everything. Nobody really mentioned. I have never heard this mentioned once. 
Um, so thank you so much, David. I said I'd give you the little... Well done, good man. Um, so this story is basically about... It's called The Murder at La Mancha. So... Uh, on the 30- La Mancha. La Mancha. 31st of March, 1926. So this is a long time ago. A brisk but sunny Wednesday morning in Malahide, County Dublin. In 1926? 1926, baby! What was happening in 1926? Landowners. Paint the scene for me. Landowners. A Did lot we of, have electricity? A lot of people with um, big houses yeah. and servants. Well, Malahide is that. They, is the right they place. loved a servant. They loved a gardener. They loved a landscaper. They loved a farmhand. Did they have heating? <clears throat> they had heating, but it was all done through like turf. Okay. Do they have electricity? No, I don't think so. What year did electricity come to Ireland? 1992. <laughs> 2007. A lot of people like to believe that. Remember that episode? Remember that years ago when EastEnders did an episode uh, where they were in Ireland? Do you remember this? Yes. Pig in the Kitchen? Yeah. When... Cats later came and I used to send uh, I used to say to Michaela look there you are. When did electricity <laughs> come to Ireland? The early days of electricity uh, and the history of electricity in Ireland began soon after 1880. When did Dublin houses get electricity? 1880. Oh so we did. So they did have electricity there now in Malahide. They plenty of other rich bastards. So shortly after 8am Henry McCabe arrived uh, to work as the groundskeeper and gardener in a large country house known as La Mancha. And is the house still there? No it's well, well not anymore. <laughs> Even so does house I gotta still tell exists. you no 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 I gotta tell you the story. Oh, okay sorry. So smoke billowed from the chimneys as Henry made his way uh, up to the house. There was no sign of his employers the McDonald's now the McDonald's were all siblings there was four of them and they all lived together what McKay became concerned when he noticed the smoke from the chimney seemed excessive as he rounded the corner to the back door he saw smoke and flames in the downstairs window so he was like that looks like a lot of whenever my mother thinks the fucking chimney's on fire at home has your chimney ever gone on fire yeah our chimney went on fire once and went to the fire brigade yeah so she's always like, I think the chimney's on fire. And I'm like, the chimney's fucking not on fire, yeah. Kathleen. How did your chimney go on fire? I have no idea. I think Ours went because my mouth up air runners in. Well, there you go. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it, Caroline. <laughs> so he immediately ran from the house to seek help. So this is from an Irish Times article dated the 1st of April, 1926. McCabe saw flames and other signs that things were not as they should be. And he set off at once for Malahide to call the fire brigade and on his way told people whom he met that the house is on fire. So at that time, the only fire brigade that existed was in the town. Yeah, so we had to go down. We had to go down and like ring to get people to come in. So one of the people McCabe met was Bridget Riley, who was on her way to Mass. Bridget herself lived in the gate lodge of La Mancha. And as she saw Henry McCabe run past her, he looked back, panicked and shouted, Mrs. Riley, there's something terrible up there. La Mancha is burning. So hours later, six bodies would be discovered in La Mancha. Four of the dead were members of the same family and two were staff members. This will begin the largest murder trial known to Irish history at the time. And Henry McCabe, the groundskeeper for La Mancha, will become known as the largest mass murderer in the history of the state outside of political violence. So that's from verbatim from the documentary on Mona. So basically before this, no one person had committed these many murders. Like, at one time. Uh, I could think of a few. Where? In Ballyferma? They all have English surnames. <laughs> but that's what I mean, outside political violence. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so when I was listening to the podcast, the documentary, they had Henry McCabe's granddaughter on oh, it. So I take that back about Ballyferma. <laughs> <laughs> She's, uh, his, one of his living relatives is his granddaughter and she lives in Wales. She's 
wasn't born in Wales, but she moved to Wales when she was very young. And she was just talking about so the, how she found out about this and how she found out about her grandfather is her mother is Irish. Okay. So she was like, oh, I can get an Irish passport. So what she had to do is she had to get her grandfather's and her grandmother's death certs. Yeah. So she got her grandfather's death cert. Now, her, her mother had never told her anything about her grandfather. And when she opened the death cert, she read that he'd been hanged. Oh. So she was like, what the fuck is after happening? So she then started to try and unravel what happened to her grandfather. And Henry McCabe is the guy who came upon the house. This is the groundskeeper. He's the guy that works there and the groundskeeper and he saw the smoke. So he was hanged and she was like, what the fuck happened here? I need to figure this out. So throughout the podcast, she's just talking about how, you know, she started to learn things and it was really upsetting for her and, you know, nobody in her family would talk about it. Nobody in her family would talk about it. It was just like a... Do you know any family that have, like, gone to prison or done anything or... That nobody talks well, there could be about. people on my dad's side. I don't speak to my dad's side, so I have no idea. But on my mum's side, no. Okay. Nothing like that. So, Henry McCabe was 42 years old when La Mancha burned to the ground. He lived in Malahide with his wife and nine children. Jesus, good Catholics. His eldest child was 19 and his youngest had just turned one. So, this one-year-old is that girl's mother that I just mentioned. Oh. Yeah. So, Henry was a dutiful husband and father. His granddaughter said that he handed over all his wages to his wife to make sure she would get everything she needed for the children. Henry was very family orientated and really liked within the community of Malahide. So people were like, Henry's a good guy. We like Henry. He's like a hard worker. He's, you know, a good person. A sound man. A sound man. So Henry's employers, the MacDonald siblings. So this is who they are. Annie, who was 56. Joseph, who was 55. Peter, who was 51. And Alice, who was 47, were a wealthy family who moved to Malahide in 1918 and bought the mansion. So four siblings and they all lived together. All are married, by the And way. no, no mum and dad? Nope. The property was built in the 1700s, was quote, a prominent building on about 30 acres of prime land. Jesus. And was pleasantly situated and a well-kept residence, but it was not of mansion proportions. So it was big, but it wasn't like... A well, a stately uh, home. A stately home, yeah. So the McDonald's had owned a successful general store in Ballygar in County Galway, but for some reason decided to sell the business and all retire together to Lamentia. So they all just were like, we're retiring. We're all moving into this house together. Which fine, but I don't want to get it. They were all unmarried. They had no kids. Why? So they all just moved into this stately home together. It kind of sounds like the dream. Like me, you, Colin, the Graham. Yeah, but we're not related. Like imagine living with your family. Some people like their family. Yeah, some people actually do like their family. Yeah, we just aren't them. We're just not them. We're not those people. So the family lived with their housemaid, Mary McGowan, and the farmhand, James Clark. So they had those two people living in the house, but James did not live in the house. He had his own family, obviously, with, you know. Or Henry, sorry. He didn't live in the house. He was just like around the garden and doing whatever. So after alerting the guardie and the fire brigade to what was happening at the house, Henry ran back to try and help. A guard sergeant, Kenny, and local Malahad, Malahide man Daniel McCann arrived to La Mancha and broke into the basement room. There they found the farmhand James Clark. Clark was unconscious and partially dressed on his bed. The two men dragged Clark out of the window and began CPR, but this would be in vain as James Clark was already dead. The sergeant noticed James had what looked like defensive wounds on his forearms, along with a deep wound to the left side of his skull. Oh. So once the fire brigade arrived, they broke down the front door with an axe. They called out for anyone who may be trapped in the house, but there was no response. The men began searching the rooms and noticed that the smell of paraffin was more pronounced in some of the rooms. Okay. So they were like, this is the smell of paraffin. 
Somebody said this far. Accelerant. So upon reaching the rooms upstairs, the bodies of Annie, Joseph and Alice were discovered. Some of them burned beyond recognition. Peter, however, was found untouched by the fire, but he had deep head wounds and a bloodstained poker lay beside his body. So this is from the Irish Times. Peter was entirely unclothed, but a woolen singlet and a pair of pants were lying loosely over him. So he was fully naked, but clothes were like placed on top of him. Oh, okay. This circumstance is one that gives a peculiar depth to the mystery. He seemed to be in the la- be the last in the house to die, yet the garments had the appearance of having been placed over his body by the hands of another. Very strange. I don't know why that is. So the poker that lay beside Peter had brain matter on it and another early report called this mysterious circumstances. Clearly. So Mary McGowan, the housemaid, was found in the lower section of the house also dead. So an early report from the fire brigade read, four of the bodies were burned and actually were being charred by the flames when the fire brigade arrived. Another body bore marks of violence and the sixth was found stripped. So it's very strange the way this is going Yeah. Really odd setup like. The bodies were removed from the house as the flames engulfed it fully. The roof of the property caved in. And quote, the consensus among the firemen was that the fire was fairly slow in developing because the windows and doors were shut, thereby depriving the fire of oxygen to fuel it. So all the doors were locked. A murder investigation was launched with immediacy with Superintendent O'Halloran at the helm. The fireman's report stated that various fires were set throughout the house by the lighting of flammable spirits. So it wasn't just like one fire. They were set like And so they were lighting them and then locking the door behind them. It was noted that all the doors in the property were locked and bolted at the time of the fire with only one door open. This was the door Henry Henry McCabe showed to the guardie and he had told them there's a door downstairs that's after been smashed in. So McCabe believed that maybe the person who had smashed the door in did so to make the event look like a robbery and set the fire to hide any evidence. So this was Henry's idea. Okay. We broke in, he pretended as he set the fire. So speculation and rumours began immediately within Malahide and throughout the media. Neighbours of the family mentioned peculiarities about Alice MacDonald, but um, family members of the MacDonalds immediately dismissed this. They were like, they're not weird. They're perfectly normal people. None of them are peculiar. Um, and denied any conflict amongst the siblings that there was quote not any real evidence of any predisposition to such an extremity of madness amongst the family so people immediately gambling like oh the four siblings that live up there by themselves are weirdos and they're always up to strange stuff and then family members of their family and their neighbours were like that's not true they're completely normal people which is usually what happens so hundreds of people including tourists Travel to the now destroyed La Mancha house to catch a glimpse of the room. Nothing else to do in 1920. Nothing else to do in 1926. We'll see a gas burn down like. So postmortems were carried out on the bodies to try and figure out what really happened to the victims of this act. Upon examining the bodies, the pathologist found that the fire did not kill any of the people in the house. They're all dead before. No soot or smoke was found in the deceased lungs, meaning they had been dead before the fire was set. They were all dead. It was also theorised that the victims did not all die at the same time. James Clark was dead for almost three days. What? And Peter MacDonald for two. Now note, this was pathology in 1926. So some of these findings may not have been 100% accurate, but the doctor was like, he was dead for three days and he was dead for two. And they were just in the house. I took the blood out and <laughs> I ran the clock. I sent in the leeches. 
Peter and James's cause of death were noted as blunt force trauma. So these were the two that had the... Okay. The four other victims' cause of death could not be certified due to the extensive damage the fire caused to their bodies. So we never know what happened to them. Probably the same thing. Probably. So what the pathologists did confirm is that all six victims died of very, very violent death. So at the inquest, Gardy, firemen and the pathologist presented evidence and a reason for this tra- tragedy was trying to be discovered. So they were like, why did this happen? Martin Wall, a friend of the McDonald's, once again dispelled any allegations of friction within the family or of the family having enemies. He said, quote, they couldn't have. They were too harmless for that. A further medical examination was carried out in the bodies, with the four of the victims being exhumed after being buried to confirm if arsenic was found in their system. Oh. Peter O'Toole, who was the state laboratory analyst, was asked to analyse the post-mortem samples specifically for arsenic. Arsenic was found, oh. not in lethal doses, but enough to, quote, make them sick. So there was enough to kind of like bring on symptoms of arsenic poisoning, but not enough to kill anybody. Oh, okay. The guardies struggled to find answers. They tried to determine if this had been, in fact, a robbery gone wrong or if someone within La Mancha had carried out the murders. Soon their theories turned towards Henry McCabe. Okay. So they were like, we don't have anybody else. This that guy. Henry. One of the main reasons they turned their sights on McCabe was witness descriptions of how Henry behaved at the scene. He was called cool, calm and collected, with others questioning why he didn't run into the burning building to save his employers. Which I was like... I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Because I know I couldn't do that. Do you know what I mean? That to me is always a bit like, you wanted this man to run into a burning building? And die. And die? Like, yeah. You've got all this trouble of killing them. My kids, man. Like the fuck? He was described as standing around smoking with his hands in his pockets looking unperturbed. I think this all is like... Conjecture. Yeah, like, like it, you don't know how you're going to react no. to those six. And that whenever I watch documentaries and they're like, he didn't cry, I'm like, I don't. I don't Usually know. Usually when I'm in a state of like panic, I don't cry. No, you just react completely normally. You're like totally uncalm yeah. and collected, like, and that's what he was like. So Henry made a number of statements in the days following the fire and was happy to go back to La Mancha to help the Gardi. McCabe was a quiet, well-liked man with no prior record of any criminality, but still the Gardaí were convinced he was involved in the deaths of his employees. And did he know that they thought that he was the one? Yeah. Although all evidence towards McCabe was circumstantial, completely, on the 12th of April, Henry McCabe was charged with the murder of six people at La Mancha and he was moved to Mount Joy Jail. Henry waited in custody for seven months as the Gardaí ga- gathered evidence. How joy in fucking 1926, man. Not fun on the father no of windows. nine. No, you're just like, it's penal servitude. Like, you're just fucking breaking rocks with a fucking breaking hammer. Rocks, like, yeah. yeah. In November 1926, Henry McCabe's trial began. The courtroom was packed for all six days of McCabe's trial that was presided over by Mr. Justice Byrne. Henry McCabe cut a slim figure as he stood in front of the judge and pleaded not guilty to all six murders. More than 60 witnesses gave evidence in the trial. 46 were for the prosecution and 14 for the defence. So these were the, these were the arguments. This has got a little bit of a twist and turn. A well, little bit of a twisty, twisty turn. How do you feel so far? Do you think he's guilty? I don't think he's guilty. Okay. Because I don't know why you wouldn't just wait for it to burn down more. Why would you run and get people when it's like just kind of, you know, started or whatever? You know what I mean? Whatever? Like, yeah. that's um, what, like... 
you you know you need like if you've murdered them you know you need the bodies to be like unrecognizable yes. burned to like that you can't even yeah yeah um and so why would you like run out and then why would you like run past that lady and be like there's like, a fire back there la mancha's burning like yeah yeah so right now i don't i feel like it's a, a hack job yeah the prosecution argued that mccabe was the only person with the means and opportunity to carry out the murders whilst the defense argued that the mcdonald's were an odd family and they believed that peter one of the brothers had run amok killed the fire killed the family sorry then set fire to the house which to me doesn't make any sense because peter had um defense defense wounds and blunt force trauma to his head so it doesn't make any sense the defense's argument was flimsy basically they were like this is what it is we think um after and then a forensic evidence showed arsenic poisoning and that all members of the family had been dead before the fire so they were like if peter how would peter set the fire he's dead yeah and he's been poisoned also and also his head is bashed in uh, still, Alexander Lynn, who was McCabe's lawyer, argued that he believed that the family were the cause of the deaths and the fire. He argued that Annie MacDonald, one of the sisters, had been seen in an agitated state days before the fire. Quote, was it because she knew that Clark had been murdered? I suggest to you that it was, and she never suspected McCabe, but she suspected members of her own family. So remember earlier I said that John Clark had been dead for three days yeah. he's stating that he thinks Annie knew John was murdered and it was one of the members of the family that did it and that's why oh. she was freaking out still doesn't make any sense no because they were all dead when the fire was set could be because she's been poisoned but that's she literally arsenic and you're she... like yeah. so the prosecution believed that robbery was the motive of these murders and that McCabe knew where they kept their money and their jewellery and was Annie that taken? so there was a safe in the house which McCabe told the guardie about whilst in custody. So this motherfucker doesn't know how to shut up, I feel. He was just telling them everything to the point where he was incriminating himself, but he was almost incriminating himself and he didn't realise that he was doing it. Okay. So when police searched the property and safe for valuables, nothing was found. So everything was gone from the safe. Okay. McCabe told the guardie that one of the McDonald's always carried the key for the safe, but the key was found in Henry's pocket on the morning of the fire. Oh. He stated this was because Peter MacDonald had kindly given him, him a pair of trousers he no long, longer wanted and the key was in there. So people were like, oh, your employer gave you a pair of trousers? I was like, yeah. Rich people always give their clothes to poor people when they work for them. That's completely normal. Yeah. It still happens. Like, that is that to me, when they were like, that's weird. I'm like, that's not weird that still at happens. all. That like totally happens. So McCabe denied that the keys were in his pocket and instead said the guardie asked him to help them find the keys in the property. So he said, I didn't have the keys. The guards came in and they were like, we need to find the keys to this safe. Can you go up onto that beam there and see if they're hanging up there or if they're anywhere? We'll wait down here. And they said McCabe went up and found a pair. He said he found a pair of trousers and there was keys in the pair of trousers and he took them down and gave them to the guardie. So he said something completely different. Oh, okay. Uh, the superintendent told the court that conversation never happened. He was like, that's not real. He had the keys. Oh. So who do you believe? Right now, I still believe McCabe. Let's go. <laughs> Upon being arrested, McCabe had said, quote, I am going to Mount Joy in the morning and it is all over the pants I have on me. Would I be able to get out and tell my wife to say I got the pants some time ago in a parcel which the McDonald's had sent me? So he said that McDonald's sent him these trousers as a gift. Like, just to be like, we don't oh, okay. need Okay, well, anywhere. then he's going back on the other story. 
So further evidence brought forward by the Gardaí was that the broken door McCabe had shown to them was actually broken from the inside, which it was. Oh. He was like, the door's broken. And they were like, it's broken from the inside. So somebody inside broke it. The prosecution put forward that McCabe may have been angry at the McDonald's. Now, this is one of the flimsiest arguments. They believe that Henry became enraged when he discovered the McCabe's may be selling the house and that he would be without a job. However, this makes zero sense and is once again completely circumstantial. Like, for him to be like, they're selling the house, I'm going to murder them all, because then I definitely won't have yeah, a job. Yeah, but also, most people, like, the grounds people usually get kept on. They get kept on when somebody else moves in. It's like, why the fuck would you murder six people and then lose the potentiality of ever having a job again? And that's to me, is like flimsy bullshit. So, uh, da, da, da. Henry put forward, so Henry himself put forward that he believed the farmhand, James Clark, could be responsible as he told Clark about the house being up for sale. He said Clark then spent days walking around and talking to himself in anger. Once again, this man was dead before the fire was set. So none of this makes any sense. Yeah. He also put forward that Alice MacDonald may have had something to do with the murders of her family. A quote from Henry read, Alice was known locally as Mad Alice, and at times she would come into the garden with her hair streaming around her, screaming and in hysterics. And at times Peter would run around in circles in the yard and throw himself on the ground and laugh like a schoolboy. So he was trying to say these people are crazy. Mm -hmm. So this entire thing is on this family. No. So reports of the McDonald's behaviour reached their hometown in Ballygar. People in Ballygar were... No. Oh. And friends and colleagues of the family contacted the media to state that the McDonald's were kind generous normal people and the idea of their family there being a family rift was utter nonsense okay because you know sometimes these weird big families that have lots of money do fall out yeah and they do weird shit to each other but this no like that's clearly not happened here so um bah, bah, bah. McCabe's trousers were once again mentioned in court the defence argued that it would be impossible for Henry to murder two people using blunt force trauma and not have blood splatters on his clothes on the morning of the fire so they were like he was running down the road there was no blood on him if he had bashed someone's head in with a thingy he would have blood but bear in mind this pathologist said those two men were dead two to three days before this fire was set yeah So the prosecution argues that Peter had not given Henry the trousers, but instead that Henry had dressed in Peter's trousers after the murder and burned his own clothes. Peter was found partially dressed with clothes laid over him. um, And that does not mean that Henry stole his trousers, though. That does not mean that, but... Why is he naked? Why is he naked? There was no... And they did say there was no sexual issue. Like, nobody was interfered with or anything like that. It's quite Um, a violent death. Very violent death. All six members had their clothes either torn off them or removed and piled underneath them when they were found. Also, any blood on the victim's faces had been wiped off. That's like a sign of remorse. I mean, like, I'm going to clean you up after I've done this. Um, Dr. Kelly, a pathologist, stated that he found blood on a pair of boots and a shirt found in McCabe's home. The defence argued that Henry was a manual worker as well as a farmer and accidents would happen regularly in his line of work. Which How regular? How regular, but also I do get it because I remember Jerry being out in the farm and he'd like get caught by a br- like a briar or brambles or something would happen and he'd have blood. Like I, I remember that. Um, but I wrote in parentheses, once again, 1926, so there was no way to determine who the blood belonged to. They mm. could never figure that out. So the poisoning of the victims was then brought forward to the court. A fatal dose of arsenic can be anything from 100 to 200 milligrams once consumed. So tiny, tiny little bits. 
The symptoms begin with headaches, confusion, which would explain her, her rambling. Yep. Severe diarrhea and drowsiness. As the poisoning develops, convulsions and changes in convulsions and changes in fingernail pigmentation occur. Um, when the poisoning becomes acute, symptoms may include diarrhea, vomiting, vomiting blood, mm. blood in the urine, cramping muscles, hair loss, yeah. stomach pain, and more convulsions. Convulsions, the organs of the body that are usually affected by arsenic poisoning are the lungs, skin, kidneys, and liver. The final result of arsenic poisoning is coma and death. And with that dose, it can happen within 24 hours. So that's from Wikipedia. So it was argued that Henry had access to pesticides and that he had somehow poisoned the victims over a period of a few days. Because it was arsenic and the pesticides. So why would he bash their heads in then? Henry stated that he, uh, he did not have access to the main house or the family, and that he was predominantly an outside worker. Uh, the defence dismissed the poisoning, stating that McCabe would have no knowledge of extracting arsenic from weed killer. Quote, was McCabe such an expert chemist that he knew? It was also confirmed that the level of arsenic found in the victim's bodies was not sufficient enough to cause death. So it was trace Isn't there other elements. things that can show up as arsenic poisoning? There is, yeah. Like and, almonds. And a lot of bo- people's bodies... almonds body, one of them? Almonds, yeah. A lot of people's bodies show very, very trace amounts of arsenic. It can happen. So I think that they were kind of clutching at straws with that one. But then at the same time, the other side of that is like when they talk about, you know, weed killer had arsenic in it then. And how they were, how the people in the house were reacting, like being crazy and stuff, mm. it does kind of line up. Um, so the prosecution argued that McCabe had murdered John Clark after Clark had caught him stealing from the McDonald's. And in order to keep this act a secret, he began poisoning the McDonald's and then burned the house down to conceal what he had done. So now this was their argument. Okay. He murdered that guy because that guy caught him stealing. This is where they went with this. So what happened in six days in court? Six days, bro. Like, fucking crazy. And there was like 150 people in the court. Like, so many people. So witnesses came forward to say that McCabe had sent them away whilst trying to visit the house. So some family and friends came up to the house and he was like, no, look, you can't come in. He told the visitors the McDonald family were feeling unwell. Oh, okay. On the stand, McCabe had an explanation for every single piece of evidence brought against him. He remained calm and collected and did not once seem to break. So he was like, totally. The trial itself seemed to ask how constantly. How did McCabe do this? How did he think he was going to get away with it? The question why had flimsy, uncircumstantial evidence. McCabe was known as a good, honest man. He had an excellent relationship with the McDonald's and if he wanted to steal, couldn't he have just done that without murdering six people? Mm. As I mentioned earlier, at the time of Henry's arrest, he had no prior arrests or any involvement with criminality in Ireland. However, the doc on one podcast unearthed an article from the Watford Observer. McCabe and his family had moved to England briefly in the early 1900s. And it was here where McCabe was arrested and served three years penal servitude for attempted murder. Oh! So this is from the Watford Observer. On the 27th of July, Henry McCabe was charged with feloniously attempting to murder Annie Flitton. McCabe stabbed Annie in the face, chest and neck with a pocket knife. McCabe was a gardener for the property where Annie worked as a maid. This all sounds very familiar. Hmm. He knocked on the door and Annie answered it. She only knew McCabe to see, so was confused as to why he was knocking on the door. McCabe asked for a drink of water, which she gave him. When he finished the drink, he turned to Annie and said, I know you are alone in the house, which was true. Annie's employer's like gone out for the day. 
and he said, I want you. He then grabbed her around the chest and began stabbing her. What? Annie managed to run outside, dragging McCabe with her. They fell to the ground in the grotto and he stabbed her several times in the neck. Annie managed to get the knife away from McCabe and he fled. She had been stabbed 21 times. What? Yes. Now this wasn't brought up in court because obviously it was 1926 and they didn't have the knowledge the to go do that. To go and do the dot com one podcast found this and they showed it to his granddaughter and she was just like, oh fuck. Because she believed he was like completely innocent. It could be argued that maybe McCabe did steal from Mac- the McDonald's and the thought of going back to jail was too much for him. Murdering the family and burning all evidence could have made sense to him. So on Saturday the 13th of November, the jury left to deliberate. After one hour, they returned their verdict and Henry McCabe was found guilty of all six murders. Wow. Upon hearing this, Henry shouted from the dock, All I have to say is God forgive them. I am the victim of bribery and perjury. Henry McCabe was sentenced to death. He was hanged to death by Thomas Pierre Point, the English hangman, as Ireland didn't have their own hangman, at Mountjoy Prison on the 9th of December. Henry McCabe's wife stood, watched and prayed. What? So, Henry McCabe is hanged. They were like, some people were like, he did do this. Some people were like, he didn't do this. Where's the evidence? Some years later, Hmm. 30, 40 years later, a young boy was digging around a green in Malahide where Henry McCabe had worked as a gardener. The boy found two silver watches, a heavy golden chain, a watch chain with a sovereign case pendant. Both watches had names, names engraved on them. One read James Clark and the other had the initials J. MacD engraved on it. Oh. So he had stolen everything and buried it. So he did it. 100% he did it. Because I, when I started researching this, I was like, I think this man is innocent. And then when I got to the random stabbings. Yeah. And the fact that when that little boy was digging where he worked, he found all the fucking stuff that he'd stolen from the safe and buried in the ground. Oh my God. So Henry McCabe is one of Ireland's most prolific murderers. He murdered six people in the space of like a day, two days. They're not being the only, like he must have murdered other well, people. Because the people in the area were like, he's such a nice man. He's such a kind man. We don't understand So this. was a BTK killer. And they were like, his family life is perfect and amazing. I'm like, it's 1926 in Ireland. A woman is not telling you if her husband is abusing her. Yeah. A woman is not telling you if your husband's a shit husband. A woman is just being like, he's fine and great. And everything's fine. And everything's amazing. And I love the Catholic Church. I mean, that was a great story. I was, uh, because I felt genuinely like he didn't do it. I was like, I don't think this is, I think they're just latching. I thought it was one of those things where like, we need to find someone. We need to find someone for this. And they latched onto him. But then when I read what he did in the UK, that girl. Yeah. That was frenzied like there was no rhyme or reason for that no. he just was like I want you and that I'm going to rape you and then he just tried to keep stabbing her and she got away and then when I read that the boy found those things I was like he stole all that shit from it buried it in the ground to go back to it and was put in jail for seven months and couldn't get it back wow so that is the story of Henry Cave and the murders at La Mancha which I had never heard of before. that's a good story yay I hope everybody I enjoyed never that never heard of yeah, that yeah I had actually never heard of it before and for him to murder six people and the the clothes thing is so weird yeah but when you say like the other killing that was a real frenzy yeah it was just like he wasn't thinking of anything other than and like him turning away people from the house when they came over to me and like oh they're not feeling well clearly because two of them were dead in the fuck and maybe more of them were dead we don't know because 
um, those other four bodies they couldn't be they, they couldn't figure out what happened to them because they were charred beyond belief so I'm looking at uh, pictures of the house yeah that's when you said it's the house still there I was like no it's burnt to the ground <laughs> well it's not burnt to the ground <laughs> there did they and it, it is up? burnt I wonder did they uh, fix it up see I wonder if well, that's. I'm wondering if we could go there for our Halloween tour. Um, but yes, that was the story. I just thought it was very interesting and very sad because an entire fucking family was pretty much wiped out. Like, because they had no kids. They weren't married. Mm-hmm. You know? We might so. be able to go here. Oh, let me see. View on my... La Mancha. Yeah. Ooh, let's go to La Mancha. It looks amazing. Let's it looks see. bigger now. Oh, it's like, look... They've turned it into a thing. Ah, you serious? Haunted. 100% haunted. Haunted. Haunted, haunted lads. Um, that was a really, really interesting oh, story. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed. Uh, it's horrible and sad. And fuck me, man. Like, I don't... Like, the entire family, for him to be like, I just... Just steal the stuff and leave, bro. What are you doing? Like, you don't need to murder everybody. But yeah, no, I, I fully believe that he did. Yeah, definitely. I didn't initially, way. but now I'm like, no, he did it. He absolutely did it. Um, those poor people but I felt for his granddaughter because she was like initially she was like I don't think my granddad did this and he was a really good person and then when they read the article to her she was like oh I don't know how to (laughs) I can't justify this shit Um, but yes I hope you enjoyed the the case sorry also I want to apologise about something because I have been saying story since we started this podcast and I only read recently that some people don't like that term and that they find it offensive because it's not a story it's a case so I'm just sorry that I just said story because that was the way my vocabulary is working fuck off. I know but I just feel like I didn't mean to be offensive and I wasn't trying to yeah, make light so, there you go you didn't mean to be I know, offensive but I wasn't trying to make light so I just want people to know that so when I write the Instagram thing I've changed it to story going forward just in case anybody is what have you changed it to case or case sorry case going forward so uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Yeah, it was very good. And we're going to really go. We were going to go to La Mancha, but now it's a fucking pub or something. It looks like a garage. A fucking garage. Yeah, haunted garage. Let's make those machines like they have in Ghostbusters. <laughs> Spooky ectoplasm. <laughs> um, but yes, um, we will be back next week for more fun and frolics. Yeah, thanks all for listening. Happy Christmas, and, and we hope you have week. a better week than we're. Ever- <laughs> oh, we will. Listen, I feel. I feel. Do you know what I will say? Uh, what? You, you stupid bitch. You stupid bitch. I feel better when we Yay. see each other. Yay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, um, glad. That feels really good when you rub me. Yeah, no rub one's rubbed me. No one's rubbed me any. Now I'm 25 years. Now I'm 25 years. I now fell in touch with a man. And now I'm 25 years. But yeah, we'll be back next week. And then obviously we're going to keep you guys updated on the live episode. The hopefully. live episode. Hopefully it all won't go to shite, which is yeah. possible. <laughs> no one knows. Well, yeah, listen, if business no had helped... Yeah, business said he didn't want to help. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, be bye. good. Holly, yay! I didn't do this time. <laughs> Holly, are you deaf when you're born? Do you live in a box? Do you pee in the bath if I leave open the door? Do you cry really loud when Emma goes to the shops? Do you eat really fast and throw up on the floor? Because Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. 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 Do you sleep like you're dead and leave hair on the bed? Do you scrape at the door when you want to be fed? 
Will you not eat the cat food because it's too cheap? Will you suck out the gravy and spit out the meat? Feminist songs for Amma's two cats. 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 Do you hide under the bike cause you're afraid of the hoover? Hiss at the candle cause it isn't your smell. Do you snap at Craig's ankle cause you think he is evil? Do you get very brave and attack the blue pen? Do you act like a dick when Sarah brings round the dog? Can you please use your tray when you're baking a log? Do you fall on your head cause your brain is imbalanced? If you can and you do, then your M is two cats. Feminist songs for M is two cats. Feminist songs for Emma's two cats, feminist songs for Emma's two cats, feminist songs for Emma's two cats, feminist songs for Emma's two cats. Can you do magic spells? Like some kind of cat Jesus? Have you written a screenplay about mice that can fly? Can you give me advice on the kitty stock market? Will you start eating Emma the moment she dies? Because Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. Emma's cats do and Emma's cats can. Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. Feminist songs for Emma's two cats. 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 Your empire ruled for a million cat years. Can you domesticate humans and live inside cows? Do you have just one word that can mean? Stars and amazing cat things. Our given names are Hades and Jack. We bring to you our podcast for cats. Murder Most Feline, our favorite show. Listen to the sound of us licking our holes. Our mystical god Colin, the keeper of the Hamlet Man. Like our mommy told us to She chopped our balls off Because Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do 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 Feminist songs for Emma's two cats 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 Illogical cats Neurological cats Biological cats and mechanical cats Nihilist cats and traumatical cats Pedantical cats and sycophantical cats Neurotical cats of anatomical cats Good and mats, cats and cats wearing hats Cats from the flats are doing their plats Cats who look like slightly catty or rats 